0: What is up? Welcome back to the podcast. i missed you a lot. My name is Dallas Prater. This is Becoming the Character Podcast. I'm kind of wired up now because I just had some ruffles, right, which I shouldn't have had. This package was about 390 calories. I just had some grandma cookies. That's about 240 calories that I shouldn't have had. And I just had some Minute made apple juice, which is about 170 calories. And so if you total that all up, 390 plus, 10, 400, so 230, 630, right? 170, I just had about 800 calories just in snacks that didn't fill me up at all. I'm on a rage. I wasn't even supposed to eat to 2 o'clock today. So that being said, because that's extremely relevant information, What I want to talk about in today's episode is how to retain the purity of your character that you'll go on to build by removing information and doing less in your life, removing information out of your life. A lot of people are big learners. A lot of people are lifetime learners. A lot of people are flooded with information and, you know, some of it causes information overload. All that we've learned, it actually holds us back but we'll actually be a lot stronger characters, make a lot stronger behavioral choices by knowing and doing less. We'll, we'll we'll be more attractive as a character in 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 our qualities, regardless of audience, if we know and do less oftentimes. And there's still a lot of learning to be done, but you got to learn in the right direction. It's like a character. Everybody, every guy wants to be, you know, the character you build in, let's say, a romantic setting is like, or even a professional setting. It's like, you know, Daniel, Craig, and James Bond. 007. You know? Notice about that character. He doesn't do a lot. You know, when you... When you got when you're you anxious, you know, when you, you're high-strung, um, you'll overthink, you'll overtalk, you'll do a lot. But the strongest characters are confident and secure, and they, they lean back and they have a power to them. Um... Now this is that's not exactly a, a, a picture perfect match for what it is we're going to discuss in this episode because it's a lot less about what you do and what you know as a person and and more about your consumption of information and how limiting the consumption of information around you. It's just one simple tip to make you more magnetic. Um, this episode is going to be hard to kind of verbalize because it's like. Um, it's a complex topic, but I'm going to try my best to break it down. I didn't rehearse this topic ahead of time. Like, I usually sit there for about an hour in the car just thinking about what the hell it is I'm going to say, but I haven't done this with this episode. And so, let's give this one a run. Um, I remember it was, it was, I mean, Hard Knock TV is one of my favorite interview platforms, just because it's just, like, so simple, and, like, it, it got the mixtape feel to it. was you don't know Hard Knock TV, it's a platform that interviews upcoming rappers they got the first logic interviews they got the first j cole interviews they got the first whatever you know upcoming rappers and i used to like this is like a decade ago i remember when logic first interviews were coming out on on hard knock tv you know um and j cole's interviews for the sideline story i remember watching them and hearing him making his own beats and all types of things um but one story that always sticks out in particular to me is when Jay-Z, well, Jay-Z, J. Cole, I think it was J. Cole. It might have been somebody else, but I think it was Jay Cole, um, said the first time he saw Jay-Z, he was glowing. Like, like, like he said, the first time he seen Jay-Z at a party, he was literally glowing. Like he had an aura, you know? <laughs> like Now... He probably didn't actually glow, or he probably didn't have an actual aura. But some people's personalities are so magnetic and so attractive, um, not even in a romantic sense, but in a business sense. Uh, you know, they're caught in some, such an upward spiral of energy and emotions that you know it's its like, uh, what, what, what is it that they say, like, like, um, like manifestation? You know, I'm not really too big on manifestation to be honest with you. Um, at least in the way that it's traditionally been understood by people on social media. But it's like they attract the life and the tribe and the people that they want and people become obsessed with them as an idea, you know, um, you know, it's the difference between like, you know, just some regular pop star and a pop star with a cult following. Um, that's what we teach how to do in this podcast. Um, This is a Frank Kern headline uh, from a thing he used to do called Core Influence, a speech he used to have. He says, how to make lots of people do almost anything but in a cool way. And so that's what this podcast is all about. Um, I just wanted to reiterate that if I wasn't clear, that's what becoming the character is all about. You know, someone that can bend and manipulate a bad word to use. It it really is about indoctrination. Um, The world at a whim. And so when it comes to bending the world and manipulating and becoming a character that's attractive and make people fall, you know, that make, you know, attractive to the point where people follow your every whim in a positive and cool way, not in a bad way. We all have friends that we look up to, people we idolize that influence us poorly, but the ones that we look up to that change our lives for the better. That's what I'm talking about. You want to follow them to the ends of the earth because they've done everything right. Um, that's what becoming the character is all about. And... I just wanted to mention before we actually started this episode, man, I have a summit coming up on September 28th. You do not want to miss this summit. It is the summit that explain literally everything about core influence that you ever wanted to know. You know, the subtitle of this podcast, if you want to, you know, win the loyalty, you know, the wallets and the adoration of the masses, <coughs> the following of the masses, this summit is going to teach you how to do it. I've taken 20 to 30. We haven't finished gathering every person on the roster yet. Both, you know, 20 to 30 um, of the most influential people across the internet or maybe across our time. You know, because with the advent of the internet, there are a lot more famous people now than ever. Um, a lot more influential people now than ever. Some of the most influential people with some of the most massive followings. Mostly entrepreneurs. In the entrepreneurial space, I will say. You know, that are the attractive character of their brands to a T. They've already gotten the followings, the loyalty, the wallets, and the masses. These are extremely wealthy people as well. I'm pretty sure all of them have multi seven-figure per year businesses. um, And over like, you know, a million people following them. Um, I've gotten 20 to 30 of these people and I just asked them a simple question. I'm not going to reveal the prompt of the summit yet, the question I actually asked them. But basically, in a nutshell, what I asked them is... How is it that they've done what they've done? And how is it that they would do that quickly in 30 days? If they had to start over from scratch and no one knew their name. How is it that they would use the tactics and strategies around building themselves as a character? Not not, not doing something that attracts the masses. Doing that, yeah. But being someone that attracts the masses. Being a magnetic person. How is it that they would become that person all over again if, if they were a lame duck maybe like me? And in 30 days have a following being built and people and raving fans raving about them and the business and services they provide how is it they that they would get customers and turn those customers into like pat Flynn says super fans so that's what the summit is all about I'd ask 20 to 30 of the people who've really done it in real time how is it that they would do it again and you could actually you know join this summit you can watch this summit live for free okay but it will only be live September 28th, September 29th, September 30th, and there will be a final bonus day. And then it may be gone forever, okay? So if you want to access this summit for free when it goes live on September 28th, join the Facebook group that we have called Becoming the Character Club. It'll be down in the podcast description. I want you to join that Facebook group. And in that Facebook group leading up to the summit every day, uh, even today, I will go live and I'll do a Q and A with the audience, and I'll also provide some tactics and strategies that I'm learning from those, some of these people because we are acquainted, and I learn from them from time to time. Um, so go down below and join the Facebook group. But to continue this podcast episode and what it is about, whew, this sugar is coursing through my blood and it's making me act crazy. I got I got uh, some TRT in me. Um... <laughs> That's a joke, by the way. I wish I had TRT. Um, Because I was just watching Andrew Huberman on Joe Rogan talk about testosterone. So, you know, he made it seem so fun. You know what I mean? Like he says, like, testosterone is responsible for, like, wanting to do life. I'm like, really? I didn't know that. Um, But anyhow, moving on. Um, How is it that you retain the purity of your character by doing less? Um, I remember... (laughs) I don't even know where to begin this i remember when i dropped out of college you know i had a zero gpa um this was may 20th 2016 i remember my last day on a college campus um it was a sunny day uh it was it was it was man you know uh if you live on the east coast or anywhere that it actually gets cold because california does not you know that first day you step out aside and it's warm for the first time it always like oh wow summer's coming like it's finna get like nice out here. We, you know, it's finna get lit. Like you know what happens when it's summer, right? Other than you know the murder rate increasing, other than that, you know what happens. Like it's 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 real. Um, it was one of those days, man. May twentieth, I never forget. Flowers are blooming. It, it was a beautiful day. And uh, but it's less about the day and more about who I was. You know, um, my character at the time was someone that was dynamic you might feel that you're this dynamic person too. Um I am really no longer. But uh I was like um like an element. I was unstable, like an unstable element. Uh I remember with the entities in my life, the people around me, I would argue probably every day. Yeah, I was a, I was that type of dynamic person. That's what I mean by dynamic. I didn't want to slander my own name, but I was a dynamic person that argued back and forth relentlessly. Maybe because I was a young guy, but if you've seen two uh, you know, deer or, you know, whatever stags in the forest and they button heads with each other, button antlers to get the to get the woman. Um, that's kinda how I was with everybody around really. me. We all just butt heads constantly over and over and over and over again about everything under the sun. If you fast forward a few weeks before that event in class, this is something I don't think I've ever talked about on the podcast. Um, it was it was, it was, uh, I was in sociology. It was the first class I had in the morning. What I would do is I would leave my house every day, probably 6 a.m. I would get on the MTA bus at 7 a.m., 7.30 or something like that. I would get to school probably 8.30 or something like that. And I had a class at maybe 9 a.m. I don't remember the exact schedule, but I had sociology in the morning, first thing in the morning. And in the sociology class, uh, I had this teacher, this, it was this black lady, and she was really cool. She, did, she didn't have a temper. She didn't have an attitude. She was, she was, um, you know, and I say she didn't have a temper and she didn't have an attitude, not because she's a black lady. No, I say that because, you know, it's it's relevant to the story because I really did piss her off, I suppose. Um, you know, but, um, you know, she was cool. She was a cool dude. And uh, I remember getting in class one particular morning for a presentation. This is when I first learned I actually like presenting, like speaking and things like that. But uh, I did the presentation on something called Islamophobia, right? Muslimophobia or whatever it was. And essentially what that is in a nutshell is the the, the hate that people send towards Muslims in this country post 9-11. I remember putting this slideshow together, doing a bunch of research. And, 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 and it made me realize, man, when you speak about something that you actually care about, it's a lot easier to actually make a presentation and and present on it. I didn't really need flashcards. But I remember, you know, people going up before me, day one, um, doing their presentations It was all cool. Day two comes around, I go up to do my presentation uh, after a few people went up. It wasn't really a big class. We probably had 20 people in our class, if even that, maybe 18. Um, But I go up to do this presentation and man, I don't remember what I said or what the slide said and I'm kind of like not even feeling looking it up. But I went on a very, very, very incensed rant about this country and the people in this country. It, it was it was uh it was crazy, it was crazy like <laughs> so much so, till like probably a quarter or halfway through the presentation, this lady who was a cool lady said stop. I said, what do you mean stop? She's like stop, it's, it's, it's over. With. We're done. Thank you. And she just asked me to sit down, and I just sat down, and I, you know, I was, and me, the way I carry things back, then, I was like, man, you, you know, you want to silence me because I'm speaking the truth? You know, I was like, Kanye, when Kanye do the, you know, like, how Kanye be the, you ain't got the answers, you know? Um, I looked up to him a lot at the time, uh, so that may have something to do with it. But that was something that, you know, oddly enough, you know, I must not have felt no way about it because I went to the next class, and I did the exact same presentation, which was, uh. Anyhow, that ultimately was the same semester, like I said, on May 20th, I actually got kicked out of college because I had a zero GPA. Um, But a lot of life was like that at that point in time. Now, is this something that you can relate to, like uh, incessant anger? You know, um, every day, at any day, uh, you're arguing with somebody in your family, you're arguing with a friend, maybe over something that's political, right? You're arguing with a family member, you're arguing with a friend, you're going back and forth, you call your mother on the phone, and she says this, and you say that. Um, a lot of my life continued that way up until probably about 2019, and I just began to calm down. I began to mellow down. Um, one of the things that I did was I started to just follow entrepreneurship in totality. That was that year, my, my all my timelines was a mix of things, it was a mix of personal information. It was a mix of now, um, this is going somewhere in relation to becoming a character. Trust me, you just got to bear with me along. I know I'm a little long winded with the story but um i would i would go you know my my timelines was personal um i was available on every platform i used facebook i used twitter at the time i used um youtube i used instagram every platform there was i was on i followed all my friends um there was a little bit of um business and entrepreneurs on my social media but i wasn't totally following business people or entrepreneurs um but it was mostly just personal and news and whatever came into my life in terms of information is just what came into my life in terms of information um and it loaded me up every single time it wasn't until 2019 um or yeah 2019 or 2020 i started to really slim down on my information diet you know all the information i was consuming i started to cut out um and um my life started to really slowly change my temperament and the things I felt about my own life in the world started to be altered in, in, a, in a weird way. Um, and as a result of those decisions, as a result of that decision, um, the person that I've become, the character that I've been building, like uh, it, it, it began to be more narrow. It began to become more sharp and more focused. If even you go back to some of my earlier videos and some of my earlier podcast episodes, the range of things that I talked about was super expansive. The range of things that I believed in, the range of things that I felt was super expansive. And in that way, it was saturated. It was diluted. It wasn't as strong. It wasn't as, as pinpointed. And as time had began to go on, I feel slimming down on my information intake um, within my life accelerated the process of not only finding my identity but sharpening my voice and the power behind it and it enabled me with time because it's so pinpointing the laser focus to slice through my audience and begin to become magnetic begin to really hone in on what it is i was saying to deliver it to the right mind it's like if you think of like a beam of light a beam of light, if it's just maybe filtering through a window and touching the hardwood floor, it's warm, but it doesn't do much. You take that same beam of light and narrow its focus, and it could probably burn your house down. Now, I don't think it can honestly burn your house down, but maybe. I don't know much about lasers, but if you, it's, it's the difference between a, a, a lamp and a laser, Truth be told, and that's how I felt. And not only did I begin to to have a laser focus and a laser clarity, and in, in uh, the quality of my life when it comes to family and friends and strangers, I think has been amplified. You know, um, because the character has been it has become more magnetic. And, and I say the character because the character applies to you as an entrepreneur, but it applies to you know the totality of your life. Um, you know, it, it, it reminds me of pickup almost. Uh, and pickup, you know, one of the important things is, is alignment within yourself. You know, at all times, I was talking to my girlfriend about this the other day, someone's pinging off, you know, in a conversation, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's combat between two people. You know, these people are observing each other to determine who is the most certain in themselves. And whoever is the most certain at all times in a social setting is the leader of that social setting. Right, and the person who's more most certain is the person who's aligned in themselves right the person who is certain of who they are or what it is that they would do most people in this world they have contracts with opposing entities in so many different areas of their life right um I'm, I'm searching as I'm talking for example so I'm going to slow down and just think about a good example to deliver to you what it is I'm exactly saying but while I'm actually sitting here thinking of an example I do want to say, go to the Facebook group. It's down in the description below. I want you to actually join this summit because they'll be able to articulate my message just as good, if not better than me. And sometimes it takes a variety of uh, ways of saying something in order for you to really understand it. And also they'll delve into the tactics and strategies in, in, in such a deep way that you know, over a three day period it'd be a lot easier to digest than it is in a singular podcast episode or even multiple podcast episodes. So I want you to join the Facebook group and join the summit for free while it is free and while these things last. Um we'll go live and talk to you guys every day about um whatever it is you want to talk about. We'll do Q and A's and we'll talk about the summit and some of the information I'm learning from these speakers uh as I'm uh getting to meet with them and having contact with them and things like that. But um You know, with, with with the idea that I was talking about. Too many you know, many people have contracts with two separate entities. Um, I want to clarify that idea. What I mean by that is a lot of people aren't very powerful in their presence and powerful in their life is because simply what I mean is that they have too many negotiations, you know, within their life. Everything to them is negotiable. Everything to them is is there's nothing about their personality um, and this is where characters differ that is set in stone that is concrete that no if ands or buts they will do you understand what i mean um so let's say like uh you know when it comes to fitness you know um let's say you say to yourself i'll diet and my diet is going to be from 2 p.m to 6 p.m and i won't eat outside of that window ever right For a lot of people, when they say things like that, they'll say it with certainty, but in the back of their mind, they're not even, like, they'll say it with what they feel is certainty. But I feel as if the world around them can detect that the level of certainty is not exactly, you know, worthy of the term certainty at all. You know, it's 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 something that they feel like it's 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 flimsy, it's negotiable. They're not saying it with their chest because they don't believe it. They know when the windows of two to six come around, they'll eat. And then when it ends and it's seven PM and eight PM and nine PM, they'll begin to negotiate with themselves. They're they're not ironing their will, and even people know this and the way you carry yourself, um, you know, projects that. You know, it's like you know, um, like in pickup like I was saying like you might say I like you to somebody you might deliver a pickup line to somebody um and the difference between whether it hits or not is the certainty within yourself you know for a lot of people you know uh Everything about who they are, everything about their personality is completely negotiable. And so they'll say maybe, I like you. Or they may say a pickup line to somebody. And then because they're negotiable, because they're flimsy, they're like a leaf in the wind. They're not a strong, solid character. Then they'll wait for permission to see whether that was okay to say or not. Right? They'll. May, maybe you tell a joke in a friend group. And before you laugh, you'll look around to see if somebody else is laughing. Because everything about your identity, everything about your character, everything about who you are is negotiable. And there's no strength in that. The way human beings work, you know, from what I've learned and from what I've observed, this pattern, you know, tell me if it holds true in your life as well, is they observe and see who is most negotiable in a social set and the person that's, you know, the least negotiable, the person that's most concrete the most person that's most firm on what it is that they believe and what, what it is that they're saying for is the leader of the group, the person that's more certain. When Daniel Craig says something and James Bond at 007 he means it it's not negotiable. When he says this this is what's going to happen when you're in a firm group you say hey everybody let's go over here it's like, uh, I mean like, and the thing is this human beings and this, this, this just consider this like fake science because I'm not exactly concrete on this. Human beings, what they have in their brain is mirror neurons. and mirror neurons um, uh, make it make it so that we're able to look at people and, and uh, generally feel and accept the state it is that they're coming from. You know so if the state is fear will feel fear so like like this is an example of mirror neurons if you're looking into a bush and there's a tiger over there right um and you're scared a person doesn't need for you to for you to say that to know that you're scared when you run or when you look they're gonna get scared too and they're gonna take off because we're able to identify what it is other people is feeling thanks to these mirror mirror neurons i'm pretty sure that's how it works i could be completely wrong on that because i'm not a, a neuroscientist but when you say hey guys come over here you know, think about uh, e- even in a, in a sense of like um, prim- primitive times with cavemen. If somebody says, hey guys, come over here, and you're not certain of yourself, what is, what, what is that communicating to somebody? You know, they're going to be uncertain in your decision because you're not. They're feeling what it is that you're feeling. But if you say, hey, right, come over here, let's go. Then suddenly, if you're certain in it, they're like, oh, he must know what he's talking about. I'm completely, like, if he's certain, then I'm certain. You know, it's the funniest thing in the world when socialization really, you know, if, if you've known anything about socializing, you've worked in your own social life, it really comes down to a matter of belief. Was what, what, is it, is it, what is the degree to which you believe in what it is you're saying? That is the basis of most human socialization, most pickup. If you believe in yourself, if you carry yourself a particular type of way, um, because there is no truth to the matter, it's all opinion, um perception will follow through and make it in thanks to the way our brains work make others feel as if what you're saying is concrete as if what you're saying is undeniable truth and that's why people go on news politicians, presidents go on news and they tell flat out lies and despite the fact that it's not facts, these people believe them to such a degree that they accept what this person is saying as truth you know, um like the border wall situation um I remember that first came about. Oh, we need to build a wall at the border. The immigrants are coming by the hundreds of thousands. Um, I remember debating that situation a while ago and I don't think a wall is necessarily a good idea, but you know, I I like to play devil's advocate. So I was like, maybe if people are getting hurt down by the border, maybe it might be a good idea. Maybe you should try something. Um, uh, I mean, to be honest with you, I, mean, I, I, was, I, was, I was never at a, at an advocate for a wall. I think this is a long situation. I mean, it, it, it goes back into, you know, the wall of Berlin, I think it's called, you know, and how you can see it from space. And it's just a, a monument to how human beings constantly fight. If you go back to the beginning of this podcast, actually, I mean, I, I'm an advocate for a world someday without borders because we love each other to that degree. But anyhow, you'll say something about a wall. Uh, and within this debate, what happened was I actually had to look up the stats for where crime is the most centered. And crime is the least by the border. Despite the fact that, oh, well, you know, uh, people say it's crime by the border. And so we need to build a wall. Like, if people say things with certainty, then 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 people will follow suit. You know, that's how perception works. Um, man, this is like a long tangent. Jeez. But anyhow you know, uh, after that tangent, I know I got a little too granular like, right there, um, stay along with me, years after I stopped, you know, in indulging in, in all the narratives and lore that the world has to offer, um, I started to become not only more powerful in my voice and in, in, in the position I played in my life. Um, I, I was, I was, like I said, just more focused and more certain and more apt to lead, you know, the collectives that I was a part of. I started to become more observant about the similar traps that happened to people around me. Um, I had a lot of people that in my life, you know, because we are all like poor black people from the hood, not really from the hood, but like, I don't know, we are just weird, man. A lot of people that I know joined joined social media really late and I would oftentimes watch like, um. You know, a family member of mine actually joined social media. Um, and, and, and I, and I would always tell this person, like, you don't, you don't want to be on these sites. You don't want to be on these sites. You don't want to be on these sites. This person, you know, you know, which, 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 uh, we weren't very close, but, you know, this person I consider generally sharp and wise joined social media. And I, I, I watched as the content of our conversations, when we did have conversations, go from, you know, conversations of how you better yourself and, you know, how, you know, how we can change the world and science and technology and things like that. And the next time we talk, the conversations were completely consistent of, well, I just think this about Biden. I just think this about Trump. I just think this about, you know, whatever was reflected on social media. This person had slowly, as I had in the past, become dynamic and had adopted the narratives that were best provided to him um, through the social channels he adopted. And Really, it was in those moments where I realized you know what exactly was you know going on. When it comes to social media, when it comes to to information in general, um, not all, like there's there's a give and a take, okay? People are giving you narratives. people are giving you lore. People are giving you and manufacturing for you a new identity, right? People are telling you through media who it is that you should be. Right, but simultaneously, what's happening? Because this is this is this is how marketing works. Out. I I do it in this podcast. You, the people do it in every podcast. Um, one of the keys, you know, components of marketing is not only giving people the narratives and lore and breaking and shaping false beliefs so people join your collective, but destroying what what it is that they believe in 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 the collective you're currently a part of. So they decay what it is that you know, so that you can accept what it is they come to bring. You understand what I'm saying? And so they want to alienate you from what it is that you've already, you know, grown to be. And maybe sometimes that's the truth. Um, and so they call it throwing rocks to the red ocean. What the red ocean is, is it's a red ocean. If you're listening to an entrepreneurial podcast, and you don't know what the red ocean is. I don't really know what to tell you. Like it's 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 the mainstream, okay? What society tries to often do is that people who are deserters of the status quo, people who are unique in their schools of thought, like this you know family member that I was talking about they try to throw rocks at this new school of thought and um and then from there they try to use narrative and lore to in and, and, and guilt tripping and things like that to crush people into the shape of familiarity they want people to be like them they want to crush people um into the mainstream and uh just have you follow the mainstream agendas that they want you to believe and a lot of those agendas are good, but some of them are just average and mediocre um yo yo I mean man it goes on and on and on and on but uh you know the thing about social media that I want to describe and this is why I think cancel culture is you know like I said I don't want to speak in black and white terms even though I actually should it's it's sometimes good like sometimes you know you want to get people out of there um you know sometimes it just it just completely fails and disappears like um you know mike tyson being a convicted rapist and people just well, oh, we like them like we put them on the billboard and whatever like people just you know kind of do whatever they want but uh sometimes and i think a lot of the times cancel culture is directed towards people for for and if you support mike tyson knowing he's a rapist get the fuck off my podcast i want to be honest with you like that, that that's something that really rubs rubs me the wrong way it's super annoying you know, you just, know, and that's, that's what I'm saying. If you if you come to people with certainty, it don't matter what you did. It don't matter the facts. People follow you just because that's how human psychology works. And, you know, if you're following somebody, despite what it is that they don't, you're probably that way, you know, truth be told, you know, cancel the guy, I don't care. Um, But cancel culture, it, what it usually does is it comes down on people, not for being wrong or doing evil, but for simply being different. So cancel culture, I always say... It is what this podcast and this this collective of people who are characters are against because what cancel culture does? It's a weapon that people use if you join social media to kill unique characters. That's what I was realizing um, when 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 I was like a flaming like you know uh, example of what 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 people you know what internet people are like. Um, who it is that I wanted to be in my life took a set you know took a back seat to that. When when I my person in my family, you know, became this person, like this internet person, like who he is and his original thoughts was the opportunity cost. It's what he had to relinquish in order to become that person. And a lot of people become the typical, a lot of people become mainstream in their schools of thought because cancel culture, what it does, and it's not purposeful. I don't know if it's purposeful or not. It may be. For some people it is actually, I'm gonna be honest with you. Because people don't like when people don't like when things are different. You want know, an example of cancel culture that everybody can relate to? I'm not religious. But for example, Jesus, Galileo. You understand what I'm saying? A lot of people get canceled just simply for being different. The the mainstream belief was not Christianity when Christ was alive. You know? But they canceled them. You know, um So, you know, for for, for lack of better words. And so the thing about social media and cancel culture is that It makes you gun shy on the character that you're building and becoming and who you are and your own personal identities because when you log on to social media all you see is that person the cavaliers, the pioneers, the person that stood up for something being killed over and over and over and over and over again yeah you either live long enough to to be the hero you either die the hero or live long enough to see yourself become the enemy and the reason that is It's because society will be brainwashed once you further in your objective. It's either you get get killed like Martin Luther King or cancel culture will find a way to throw some dirt on your name. You know, now I'm not talking about who's actually done bad things. And so don't say, oh, that's like Mike Tyson, because it's not. It's definitely not convicted. And you might say, oh, well, people lie. Okay, but you have to have some type of metric to where you're like, "Okay, that's truth. Because you never know the truth. So for me, that metric is a conviction. You know, wh- what else can you have? What else can be said? You know, what else can be done? I can understand if there's no conviction. You know, what I'm saying people just said something, but there has to be some threshold to do it, like, what is your metric for 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 whether some, whether something is true or not? Oh, just when you feel it is, right? And that's the problem with the world. Oh, but women are emotional, right? And not men who just say whatever they feel, like because they want to, because they believe it. That's called feeling, if you didn't know. I'm going a complete tirade here. But, you know, Martin Luther King, for example, boom, died. But somebody else might be a good, strong character. And uh, you become the enemy because you're made to be the enemy. Because, you know, there's this huge machine of lore. There's huge machine of narrative that is fixing people into a mainstream caricature. That is fixing people into a mainstream school of thought. Um, and it's all around us every day. And so the people who are... Rebels, the people were cavaliers, the people who are pioneers. We watch them all day, every day get shot down. We watch the mainstream throw rocks at the Red Ocean in order to induct you into its society. And that's one of the problems with social media. You know, it takes that laser focus and it aims to turn it into just a ray of light. With no power, with no voice, with no influence, just another person in a mass without a voice, without a strong opinion, without an identity. Or an identity that just follows the crowd. It turns you into a docile school of fish. This is what I realize. Like, I know this is an extremely long-winded podcast, and like I'm trying to wrap my head around a way to kind of clean this up because it's not as articulate as I would like. But you know, sometimes I just get on the microphone and just talk. I just talk, you know, um, uh, about what it is that's in my heart, and and, and, and this is this is something I observed. And so, social media is dangerous for 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 not only that factor, but it, you know, it works in the both ways, so it's killing, you're watching all the cavaliers and pioneers who you are being killed, and you realize, oh, it's dangerous to be that way, and you're slowly being lulled to sleep by the narrative and lore of people who uh, are from the mainstream school of thought, who accept these things, you know, the pioneers, the deserters of the status quo, which are the people of this podcast, that's why the, 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 the creator of this podcast is the designers, that's who we are you know, people who design society because, you know, if you're in the mainstream, your design is going to be the design that is already here. Design comes from unique innovation, deserters of the status quo, deserters of what is already. People who do things differently, like Steve Jobs said, which is the quote that actually began this podcast. And so but you have these two forces crushing people into the shape of familiarity on um, social media. And so when I start when I stopped using social media and I curated my timeline to be how it is that I wanted to be. Then the, the the person that I was suddenly began to change. Right. Here's the thing: in the modern era, people. I mean, it was January probably ninth. I would say it was January 9th when I when I was in LA. Um, it was I was on the beach, and it was probably about a week before I was due to uh, get get rent uh, for to move into the apartment that I'm I moved into now. Um, and I remember just that was the first day I had ever gone to Venice Beach. And I remember being amazed by the mountains and the sand and, and, and I, it looks like something out of a movie. If you've never been to Venice Beach, if you've lived to Venice Beach all your life, you probably don't know what I'm talking about. But if you've never from another state come to Venice Beach and actually just looked at it, it it looks ridiculous. It doesn't even look real. It looks like that movie Avatar with the floating mountains. It is insane. And so I was on Venice Beach for the first time, just looking at the mountains and complete all, and I'm just like, man, I'm so charged by this environment, I want to call home. And I remember calling home and talking to my brother, and we were talking about all sorts of things and the sun. but then we fell on the conversation of him, uh, because what he likes to do is he likes to go outside, and he likes to actually, you know, he, he has a, um, what is, what is the car? It's It's a Mitsubishi. I don't know. He has a car, okay, and what he likes to do is he likes to fix. I believe it's a Mitsubishi Spider, but I could be completely out of like wrong on that one. Uh, that might not even be a real car because I'm not a car person. He goes outside, he fixes his car every day, and um, he does all sorts of things. He replaces the engines and the motors and the headlights and the the gas. Like he does, it changes the oil. Like he 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 does everything with his car. And he goes to the junkyard and he gets spare parts and sells them. He hustles like. Uh, You know what this dude does like I I don't really understand it like even he messing around with the code of his car it's like what what well how do you even do something like that um and I remember talking to him about this like dang so where are you learning this and he's like man I just go on YouTube um and the conversation that I ended up spawning into is that I say, man you know what most people they don't go out of their way to intentionally intake information to manually learn now, if you're on this podcast, you're going out of your way to manually take information, to manually learn, right? But who around you goes out of their way to learn other than you? Name one person, just one. If you can name one person, you're quite lucky, actually, because most people, they default to whatever information is circulating in their environment already, so they sit in front of the TV when they're at home, and whatever shows on the TV is what they watch. If it's CNN, it's CNN. If it's Fox, it's Fox. If it's Foxy Grandpa, CNN, ba. Like that's what it is that they watch. That is what they know about the life. That's where they get their education. They don't go out of their way to curate. Uh, a set of narratives and lore for who it is that they want to be or what it is that they want to know they just take in with the mainstream what the world already provides to them and it shapes them into who they are and what a lot of people do when they come on social media they think they're exempt because it's not necessarily a television but it's similar in so many ways and the information on social media for a lot of people because it's just with their friends it's it's their native environment just digital the friends and the family that they grew up with in their opinions um they're just shaped in the same way as their native environment the shape of what is familiar because they don't go out of their way to actually add anything that isn't that and destroy what is that and so how can you build and become a new person and become a new character and become powerful and focusing uh, narrowing your focus if your focus is so general, if it's everywhere, you're tapped in with all the emotions, opinions, and feelings, and topics of everyone you ever known. And it just dilutes who it is that you can be. The way the brain works, I'm pretty sure I learned this from my Spanish teacher's name was Senior Wade. He talked to us about dendrites when we were learning Spanish, um, and neural, neural networks and things like that. Neural, neural pathways is what it's called. And, you know, when you're, when you learn something, a set of neural pathways dedicated to that thing, that in which you learn, is developed in your brain um and so it's very hard because the brain is like a computer in a lot of ways for the brain without a uh, without a focus to learn anything in depth you know when i was a wrestler i was a horrible student because i was trying to be a good wrestler and not a good student and that's why people who are entrepreneurs and they go into these periods of, of you know deep focus and deep work where this is just one discipline that they learn and they always say that Russell Brunson, every entrepreneur says build one business, work on one funnel, make it as simple as possible, work on one platform and one channel because that is how you exponentially grow the neural pathways associated with that in which you want to to do. Um, even with wrestling, there were a lot of three sport athletes. And so they had, you know, meteorically grown neural pathways in their mind for each sport that they did. A lot of people that I wrestled with played football, then they wrestled in the winter and then they played lacrosse in the spring. And they all had wrestled since they were younger. But by the time senior year came around with only four years of wrestling experience, I was the MVP. And if I'd stayed on the team throughout the course of my junior year, I'd likely have been the MVP for that year also. Um... Because all I did every single day was wrestling. I didn't even sleep on my back because it was too similar to being pinned. I, I did, like, every waking moment was just wrestling. And so the neural pathways for wrestling developed. The wrestling guy, that character, began to develop because everything about my life was wrestling. When I talked, when I had conversations, narratives, everything that came from me was wrestling. You know, I deleted my social media my senior year. I remember this guy, Alex Schultz, I said, no, you didn't, you're just trying to impress coach. I did. I deleted my social media my senior year And everything from then on was just wrestling. Um, It it was my life for a long time. And if you've known anybody who's just gone and narrowed their focus and focused on one thing, you know, they've become probably very good at it very fast. Um, You can learn many things very quickly if you have a narrow focus. But if you that's why I quit my job, actually, You, you know, to have a job and to learn to build a business at the same time. You're developing two different skill sets and, and you're stunting your growth and your progress. It's like even Logic, the rapper, you know, a year after he quit his job, his work ethic increased. Like that's the that's line he said. And uh, about a year after he quit his job, he actually got signed to Def Jam, a year to the date. You know, most people aren't able to do that because they don't have that type of focus. And past a certain point in your life that that, that the ability to have that type of focus actually uh, actually disappears because you're, you're trapped into rent or you're trapped into car payments and you can't quit your job anymore. Um, this is such a long. I hope you're enjoying this podcast. If you're not enjoying this podcast, you can get the pure, concrete truth without all this uh, my wiry personality in the Facebook group. So go down below and join the Facebook group and prepare for the summit on September 28th. It's going to be insane. Um, but 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 along with what I'm saying, you 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 know, in order to amplify the character you are you have to narrow your focus and so from what I from what it is that I observed um a lot of people never become the character that they want out of life because you know they're learning and involved in so many schools of thought and most of them a majority of them the source of the narratives and lore are from things that they've from the mainstream things that they've grown up with things that they already know things that things that that don't supplement a new lifestyle or a new growth or a new person. It's like, you know, Stephen Larson, I was just listening to a, a video he uh, put up and he, a girl was at like his event, a young lady rather was at his event. And she said, my dad thinks that everything that you say is stupid. And my father thinks that too. He thinks he's a scam. And then Stephen Larson asked the young lady, uh, no offense, but is your dad rich? And she was like, no. And he just asked, cause this is what most people do. So why would you take money advice from someone who's poor? And that's what most people do. The narrative and lore that comes from their environment—a poor environment—is the is, is their 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 true north for how it is that you get a different result. And so, what happens? The character or that, that 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 aspect of their character—a rich person—never comes to fruition because you are taking all this confused advice. Oh, go to college, son. Um, you are not rich. Why? Are you, why are you trying to direct like my career in my life? Like you are not rich. You are not successful. So. What type of value does your input have? Like, you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, narrative and lore has to come from a very, very narrow set of places, okay? And, here, and so here's the tip um, of what I learned through this entire, you know, complex journey. Because, you know, after seeing what happened to, the, you know, this friend, of, uh, this family member of mine, I really started to narrow down, like, my entire social media timeline now is just entrepreneurs, And really just the entrepreneurs in my Dream 100 that I want to work with that have my audience. Just the entrepreneurs that have the life, just the people that have the lifestyle and have grown into the personas and the characters that I want to emulate. And so when I wake up every day, I have a curated experience, a curated set of of narratives and lore that further develop the character that I want to become, that I want to present to society. And so all the propaganda, because that's what it is. I mean, there's... Hardly any concrete truth in reality. All the propaganda that these people are putting out are is in. I'm I'm intentionally indoctrinating myself. I'm intentionally brainwashing myself to become someone that dodo birds, that parrots, that imitates what it is that these people believe, and therefore, when I speak, you know, all you know, the shards of these people collectively will come together to make my personality and my character. And so, when I speak. About something. Uh, the topic is usually going to be something germane to what it is that I've learned. It'll probably be about why capitalism, why billionaires, why entrepreneurship, why marketing, why all these things are important, why all these things are good, why everybody should build a business. You understand what I mean? Because that's all I've been thinking about. That's all I've been told about. I don't really know much else about the world other than that. You know, you ask me about what happened in overseas. I don't know those people overseas. I don't know what happened over there. But I do know. I do know that ClickFunnels, you know, just changed the CEO about a year ago, two years ago. I do know that, you know, that people, people say, man, why do you know so much about money? You know, like I know like almost all the richest people in the world now, not really because there's so many rich people there are over 2,000 billionaires, but even some of that is like something that people don't really know. You know, I know that Bart Bernard Arnault was the third richest man in the world, not Warren Buffett, not Bill Gates. You know, there was Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, and they're all fighting for the crown. I know that Barnard Arnault owns LVMH. You know, I know people like Reed Hoffman. Uh, I know people like um, who else? Eric Schmidt. You know, um, Sam Altman you know, from over at Y Combinator. I know the people at OpenAI. You know, I know what all these people are doing, I know what their net worths are to a T. I know Tom Brady's net worth. I know his wife's richer. You know, it's just like, uh, you know, because this is all that I think about. This is all that I study. And so this is what's reflected in my conversation. Um, This is what I'm certain of in life. Um, This is the character that I've built. And so the tip is that, you know... People think that in life... In order to become the character that you want... You have to be this learning machine... You have to be creative... You have to be intellectual... You have to all be all these things... But the truth of the matter is... You just have to narrow down... Just try to learn one thing... Extremely depthfully... You understand what I mean? Like, like people, char- First of all... Characters are defined by singular qualities... In the first place... When you think of the funny guy... it's a character... Who do you think of? There's a singular individual that comes to your mind. For the internet and Twitter, it might be Drewski. Otherwise, it's Kevin Hart. When you think of the pop star or the rapper, you probably think of Drake. When you think of the action hero, movie hero guys, probably The Rock. They're known for singular things, not multiple things. They have a singular narrow focus. When people go up to them in interviews, they ask them about a single strand of things. You know? Um, when you think about... Hmm, how, how far does this go? Mm, when you think about the chef guy. Who's the who's the most world-renowned chef? chef? It's Chef Ramsay, man. Yeah, like... It, it, when you see him in an interview, does he talk about anything other than chefing? Do you think he thinks about anything other than chefing? He's one of the strongest characters and identities... And all chefs, even Michelin, five-star Michelin chefs, whatever you call them, they look up to this guy. They follow him because he's magnetic. He's attractive. He has his own show. You think of real estate. A lot of people, oh, Grant Cardone, easy money. Stocks, Warren Buffett, you know, like, uh, funnels, Russell Brunson, like, uh, you have to have a singular narrow motor focus, so you have to cut down on everything. And it's not enough to intentionally take in information and still watch all your heroes get killed in the media every day what you have to do is intake information intentionally curate a timeline that will indoctrinate you into the person and in the ways that you want and then kill everything else and that is what this episode has been all about my name is dallas prater i really 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 enjoyed you listen man i really did i this was this was a difficult episode I was kind of all over the place, like my mind, like this was kind of difficult. Halfway through the episode, I'm like, man, this episode sucks. I'm not going to put it out and I'm going to quit, but but we got through it. And I appreciate you getting through it with me if that's something that you've done. Uh, so if you enjoyed this episode, first off, again, I appreciate you. Secondly, I want you to rate, I want you to review, and I want you to subscribe to this podcast. Because we're coming with more episodes like this. Uh, hopefully they won't all be this long, but I love long content. I love long content. I learned that from Owen Cook. Always has long content. Um, and lastly, you know, I want you to actually go and view this summit. If you want to learn how these people are uh, built, these caricatures, because in real life they're probably not exactly what it is that you know the their media facing personality. They're not exactly that. Oh, that's a nice acronym: media facing personality. I'll make that into a thing I'll make it into a framework um, they're probably not exactly these personalities but you know uh, but when they when they, but it's automatic and you might all say oh that's fake that's fake but when you go out with your girlfriend right are you the same person as you are around your parents when you go out with your friends are you the same person that you are around your girlfriend you see what I'm saying These are characters. And so how do you build these characters into the strongest version of themselves so that your relationship actually prospers, so that your friendship actually prospers, so that your family actually prospers? And as alongside the topic of this uh, podcast, so that your movement, aka your business, your transformational movement, instead of your transactional business in life, because your business is part of your movement, because movements have to be profitable, this is the most important part. How do you make sure that character prospers in that moment prospers because that is a completely different person than the person that you are when you're sitting on the toilet and these leaders who've actually know the blueprint for how this is done they're coming on this summit to talk about this i don't want you to miss something that's this important because if we do it once and it's gone forever what will you like how will you become the next david goggins like how will you you know Stay hard. Like, you know, like, how will you be legendary? How will you become an icon that you were meant to be? This is the easiest path from A to Z. If you want to be iconic, here's the path. Here's the blueprint. 20 times over. We're going to tell you the same blueprint probably 20 different times in 20 different ways and 20 different sets of words so that everybody gets the best understanding, the most in-depth understanding of it. For free, you want to be on this summit. You want to watch this summit. You want to view this summit. You don't want to miss it. Who are you right now in your life? What's the, what's the legend of you? What's the character behind you? What, what's the icon? What's the lore associated with you? Think about that. Is that who you want to be? I'm the Rite Aid guy. I'm the Target guy. I'm the Uber Eats guy. I'm the DoorDash guy. I'm the teacher guy. So many people come through the doors of life and exit through the doors of life without ever being remembered, without ever being somebody. And those things mean without ever affecting people, without ever effectuating change. Is that who you want to be? Ask yourself that. And if the answer is no, you know what to do. The Facebook group is down in the description below. These people are going to teach you how to do this. They're going to let you know. appreciate you for listening. My name is Dallas Prater, once again, this is Becoming the Character Podcast. When you go home, when you get off work, when you get out of the car, and you turn this podcast off, we are your movement. We are your people. Do not forget about us. We won't forget about you. Peace out.